0: Fight back with Libby Zneimer on Zoomer Radio.
1: Welcome back. The case of a woman named Adele Schroeder is highlighting a thorny issue around the legalization of cannabis, which takes place in less than a month. What happens when the right to smoke collides with the right not to be exposed to the stuff? Ms. Schroeder has a life-threatening allergy to cannabis. She lives in a condo where the unit owners voted against banning smoking on the president. Premises, No condo is airtight, and she told the CBC that means she is in danger. You know, my lips started to feel all tingly, and my tongue started to swell, that I could go into anaphylaxis, and it could be a life-threatening situation. Well, we actually tackled this topic months ago, and it's something that is coming up again and again in condos and townhouses, where decisions have to be made about where smoking will be allowed I, i'm going to give the numbers we want to hear what you have to say about this 416-360-0740 toll free one 866 740 4740 right now we are going to toronto condo lawyer denise lash and dean mccabe who is the president of Meritus group which is a condo management company welcome to you both thanks for being with us Great Thank to you. be here. Okay, uh, Denise, let's start with you. Um, this is one case. Uh, you know, uh, uh, are both these people can they be accommodated? What's what's going to happen? I mean, I'm sure it's not the only case like this.
2: Uh, well, it's it's a novel case because in this instance, you have a life death situation. In other instances where we've had smoke penetration, you deal with it as if it's a nuisance. Um, in this particular case, Adele, um, if she smells smoke, she could die. So we cannot wait for the smoke to penetrate. So the steps have to be taken now. And it's it's an interesting issue because many corporations, and I know, Dean, you're probably dealing with this as well, um, they're all going um through um, the consideration as to whether they should have their units smoke-free, whether it's cannabis or it's tobacco. And the decision is whether to prevent owners smoking within their units. And so many condominium boards are circulating these rules to the owners and going non-smoking. And in Adele's case, they tried to do that. The owners objected to those rules, so the rules did not pass. And now owners can continue to smoke tobacco and cannabis, uh, and cannabis once it's legal, in their units. And, and that is a real concern,
1: obviously, for Adele. Um, Dean, um, what do you make of this issue? Um, have you been just dealing with it as uh, the other smoking issue? Or, or, you know, are you worried about this coming up again and again?
3: Well, it's, uh, it has been coming up again and again. It really has been uh, a hot topic of conversation uh, with condo boards around the city. It has been in the news, and, uh, and it's been discussed at, at probably, uh, I would say, 80% of the board meetings that, that I've been at in the last three months. Um, I have condominiums. We manage condominiums that have made the decision to, go, uh, to ban cannabis, um, both in the units and on the balconies and in all common areas of the property, we also have condominiums that have taken this opportunity to move to be entirely tobacco-free, cannabis and tobacco. Now there are issues there with respect to uh, to grandfathering in existing uh, existing residents. But Denise raised a very ish, uh, a very interesting point when she she said that you know when it becomes legal, um, and you know even even in the current um, climate today. Uh, we have people that have been smoking cannabis um, in their property, uh, and, and we're left to try and, and deal with that. You know, the fact that, uh, that it is not yet legalized has not uh, stopped a lot of people from, from partaking. What it has done is really sort of impacted whether or not uh, the police are available as a resource to us to, to respond to those, because in a lot of cases with the pending legalization, they have not been anxious to step in.
1: Well, and it's also, um, Denise, a matter, I mean, there are a lot of people who have licenses to smoke uh, medical cannabis, and I don't see how legally you tell them uh, you can't take your medicine in your own home. Yeah, and so, and I want to raise that here because in this particular case, there is a resident who
2: um, has a prescription for medical use, marijuana, and they are smoking. And so now the board is looking at someone who is smoking um, marijuana that needs it medically. And then I know our client, Adele, who could die if she smells it. So you're sort of weighing the interests of all of the residents as well and their freedom to smoke. But this is where the Human Rights Code comes in. And you have to accommodate those people with a disability, and that includes Adele, and that includes the medical user. So how do you do that? And that's the challenge that we're facing right now, and we are dealing with that. But steps have to be taken immediately because we don't want to see anything happen to Adele. The person who's smoking it for medical reasons, it's not a life-death situation, but obviously you have to accommodate them, and there may be ways. There may be ways they can do edibles and not smoke. We don't know.
1: Yeah, I don't, don't know. In terms of legalization, the uh, edibles are not being legalized, um, and there are some medical marijuana that are oil and stuff. But, um, I mean, is the solution something like uh, smoking floors and non-smoking floors like you might have in a hotel? Well, you can't really do
2: that when the residents are already there and they own their units. And, and in Adele's case, you know, people have said, well, why doesn't she just move out? Um she has had some um, some difficulties, and she's on disability right now, um, so she cannot sell her unit and move out because she can't get another mortgage in a, in another building to buy another unit. So she's stuck there, and I'm sure the the person who is uh, there for medical reasons has to smoke marijuana. It it may be difficult. So you know you can't just really position people on different floors. Uh, so. What can be done is the question, and there may be uh, a way to allow this person to smoke, or it may be that
1: this medical user will have to find another alternative. Uh, Dean, um, how are you looking at possibly balancing these things, or, or is it something that you can't?
3: Well... I, I think uh I think we do have to try and find a balance. I think uh one of the one of the challenges in condominium management is is the need to to try and balance the rights of of uh of large groups of unit owners and and all unit owners and it is difficult to please all of the people all of the time. Um so I, I do think we have to find a balance. And you know one of the things I I uh discussing with a board I guess about a month ago and and we talked and and I said, you know, if the board makes the decision to ban cannabis, to, to ban the smoking and growing of cannabis, still allows cigarettes but and, and tobacco, but bans the smoking of cannabis, I think what the board and the owners are then saying is they they want to maintain the status quo. They may want to maintain exactly the, the climate that we have right now, where, and, and give the corporation time to react and to do investigations. Um, One of the things, and as Denise was talking about Adele's situation, we don't know about the ability of the the HVAC system and the corridor air makeup system to to combat what is a much stronger smell than cooking smells or or tobacco smells, um, a much more pungent smell. And we don't know about how those systems are going to be able to react. Will they be able to keep up with it? Um, and, I, and I think really a lot of condos are taking the opportunity to say, you know what, we need a little more time, um, as a lot of, of segments of society yeah. are right now in this issue is saying, we need a little more time, we need to, to kind of slow down and, and look at all of the, of the aspects of this. Um, in some cases, it's because we want to um, maintain a, a comfortable living environment, but in Adele's case, it's obviously um, much more serious.
2: Yeah, and and I just want to mention something here about, um, Dean, your comment about corporations passing rules to prevent cannabis. Um, Our position is that if you're going to pass a rule to prevent smoking, it has to be both tobacco and cannabis. So after it's legalized, uh, we don't see how you can distinguish between a tobacco smoker and a cannabis smoker. Um, and that 's the position that we 've taken
3: yeah I, um, I understand that and I, and I know there's a variety of, of different views out there. This was a, a topic of conversation mm-hmm. at a at a recent uh, condominium management uh, lunch that that ACMO puts on on a, on a monthly basis and and this was a topic of discussion there and this is exactly uh, i think the the issue. We need time to find out you know how do the courts feel about this issue. Um, because uh, you know, certainly the the lawyers' opinions are important, and, uh, and right up until the point that that the judge rules on on how they're going to be enforced and whether or not they are enforceable. So, we certainly I think that just speaks to the point of the fact that that timing is important. But I have heard that that view before, uh, Denise, and I and I think uh, I think some boards are are viewing it the same way as well.
1: Um I'll- Hang on, please, both Denise and Dean. Uh, we have to take another break. We'll be right back afterwards. Again, if you have comments or questions on this issue that is affecting everybody, basically who lives in a condo, 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-744-740, and we will be right back.
0: You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Zneimer on Zoomer Radio.
1: Welcome back. I'm here with Denise Lash, condo lawyer in Toronto. She is representing Adele Schroeder, uh, the woman who has a life-threatening allergy to cannabis and has to figure out how to deal with that in a condo where smoking cannabis is allowed. Also, Dean McCabe, the president of Meritus Group, which is a condo management company. And... I have uh, heard reports that up to 10% of the population may have a cannabis energy. What is that going to do in condos, Dean? I'm sorry, I'm not sure I heard the question right there. They may have a cannabis... Allergy. Oh, allergy. Um,
3: well, I, I think each of those cases needs to needs to be looked at, you um, you know, this, obviously the severity is, is going to be different. And, and in much the same way, there are people who are asthmatic uh, living in condominiums who, who are affected by, by smoke and secondhand smoke. And, and in a lot of cases, this comes down to the community coming together. Um, you know, we see many, many instances in condominiums where when you go to the neighbor you let them know that, you know, their next-door neighbour has a sensitivity or an awareness uh, or, or, you know, something that, that, is, is, uh, that really impacts their health, that they're, they're aware of it and, and they're willing to accommodate. Um, that, that does happen, uh, and, I, and I think it happens. Um, there are probably far more cases that are resolved without making the front page of the paper than those that are not. And so um, I'm, I'm optimistic that communities still can come together. Uh, and you know we need uh, we need the tools for enforcement uh, of rules when when we don 't have those uh, uh, those types of people in the community, but I think in in large part people are willing to to accommodate their neighbors and, and they don 't want uh, people to be negatively impacted by their choices
1: okay that's a that's a good point uh, let 's take a call from Teresa in Scarborough Hi Teresa Good morning, libby. Uh, just a moment, please now. Um, what about the cannons in
2: apartment buildings where there is no ventilation and the smoke from their balconies blows into the apartments in the summertime and in the wintertime, it comes down through the vents in the bathroom.
1: Okay. Do you smell cannabis? Oh, yes. And uh, does it bother you?
2: Of course it does. I call out and ask them to please don't cough <laughs> and the odor, of course.
1: Okay, thanks for your call. Well, uh, you've heard from uh, Teresa, so uh, and you've alluded to the fact that that even if you have sophisticated systems of ventilation, uh, it's it's not clear how they're going to work, right? Uh, yeah. So, can I? I'll just comment on this. So, this is uh,
2: where a lot of condominium corporations, well, depending on what their, this particular condominium has in terms of their rules, they have nuisance rules. So if somebody is causing a nuisance to another individual, then the board has a duty to at least investigate it to see what it is. And if somebody's smoking cannabis um, in an area that, well, first of all, if they don't have it for medical reasons right now, then the board has an obligation to take steps to go after that unit owner who has rented their unit to the tenant that's causing it, that unit owner is responsible. So you've got to, at least the board has to investigate
1: the complaints to determine what the issue is. Okay. Um, We are... Basically, out of time. Uh, callers, if we didn't have time to take your call, remember, Free For All Friday is coming up tomorrow. Uh, this is an issue that is going to come up more and more. Uh, I certainly hope that uh, Dell Schroeder finds a resolution and that her health is okay. Uh, and we'll have to see how it plays out. And um, it looks like some condo boards will just decide that smoking is smoking, no matter what you're smoking, correct, Denise and Dean? Yeah, it's, it's, a, really, it's a real challenge now. But if, if boards have not been looking at
2: this issue now, they need to immediately.
3: Okay. I agree. And, and I, I think that, that uh, the next little while, the time is really going to tell. Um, we're going to be able to find out a lot more about uh, how these buildings react to these situations.
1: Okay. Thank you to.
3: Thanks, Libby, and thanks, Denise.
1: Okay. Thank you. (laughs) Well, you said it all. Thanks. Thanks to uh, our panelists. And again, people, if uh, we couldn't get to your call today, free for all Friday coming up tomorrow, and we can talk to you then.
0: You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio.